We are tonight talking about hearing God speak to us. And as a church, we're in a series for four weeks that's called Whisper, uh, based on this book by an award-winning author, Mark Batterson, a pastor. It's all about hearing God speak to you and I. We are already begun to uh, discuss this in our connect groups. And if you're not part of a small group, I really encourage you over the next uh, eight weeks, it's every fortnight, to kind of jump into a group and there or you can chat to someone in the foyer at the next steps desk afterwards or find options on our website. But I really encourage you to discuss this as a group because it's going to help uh, the, these principles go deeper into our lives. Uh, we're talking about seven languages of God in this particular book. And so if we can put that screen up for us right now, that'd be really helpful. Seven languages of God. And here they are. Uh, this is Now, there are more than these, the way that God whispers and speaks to us. But these are seven that the book covers off. So we've got Scripture, which is the key of keys. Uh, scripture is the key to interpreting all the other languages that God speaks to us in. If, it's, if, it, if God speaks to you in a way that contradicts Scripture, it's not God. Okay, so Scripture is the key of key. Desire is going to touch on that tonight. Doors, uh, dreams. The two I'm going to do tonight are desires and dreams. Pastor Danielle did an amazing message this morning on this. Uh, God uses people to speak to us, promptings to speak to us. He uses pain to speak to us. And so that, that'll be the last week I get the joy of preaching on how He uses pain to speak to us. So uh, go, the whole, go the whole hog. I want to tell you four things about hearing God speak to us. Okay, how, how, this is really important for the whole overview. The number one is the purpose He speaks to us is He wants to be in relationship with us. That's the purpose. He, he loves you and He loves me and He wants to be in a constant, continuous relationship where He helps us and guides us and pours love into us. So that's the purpose that He wants to speak to us. Not one way, but two way. Uh, the second thing is that when God speaks to us, the tone is always loving. The nature of the, the, the language with which God speaks to you is it's, He loves you. He's for you. He's smiling over you. Now, there might be times when it's a tough love, but it is the tone is loving. The third thing is you don't get to pick and choose what you want. God. If you want to hear God speak, you don't get to pick and choose. You can't cherry pick and go, oh, I'll take that because that's positive and encouraging, but I won't take that because that means I've got to make some changes in my life. If you want God to speak to you, You've got to take the whole package. And number four is this. If you want Him to speak to you, you have to lean in and tune some stuff out. You've got to minimize the distractions so that God has attention. So I want to pray for us right now. Father, as we come around Your Word tonight, I'm asking that even in this moment where You can use the Word as I preach it and the, the, the stories that I tell to speak to individuals today. So I ask that we would have eyes to see and ears to hear what you're saying to us in Jesus' name. So practical tip right from the start, God could speak to you through this message right now and a way to minimize the distractions would be put your phone on flight mode. That's the little practical tip. Just put it straight on flight mode. Oh, okay, I'm not going to get those messages coming up. I'm going to stay focused. Just very practical at the start. Let's talk about uh, the scripture for the month. The memory verse is this. It's in John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice. I'm still unpacking Isaac's download for us last week about sheep. That was so awesome. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Is that right? So if you're, we, we love to memorize at least a verse a month. That's, that's one that you can save and put on your phone. So how does God speak to us? Well, the one I want to talk about right now is the language of desires. 
the language of desires. Psalm chapter 37 verse 4 says, Take delight in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Now I know some of you, before you met Jesus, you had some desires in your heart that you wouldn't want anyone else to know about. They were evil desires. They were selfish desires. They were, they were hurting other people's desires. They were impure desires. But when we come to know God, the Bible says He gives us a new heart. And part of the focus of being a Christian, the Bible talks about this, is loving God with all my heart, all my soul, and all my strength, and all my mind. So now that I'm a follower of Jesus, my number one thing is to love God, to delight in Him, to enjoy Him, to serve Him. And then out of that, it's to love my neighbor and love those around me as myself. And when I begin to delight in Him and to love Him and, and make Him the center of my life. I like to think of it like this. I, I believe when you get born again, when you become a Christian, uh, it's not just about saying, now I'm going to follow some rules. You actually get a brand new spirit. And I believe, uh, this is the picture I've got, with your brand new spirit, you get a new compass. And the new compass is the, in, in it, as you delight in God, that compass will point the direction of your life. And you, as you delight in God, He will put desires in your heart. Like the, that, that word means conceive. You'll receive desires from God in your heart. And so here's the thing. That means that God can cause you and the direction of your life to come from an inner desire that isn't selfish, it's not about me, but it comes particularly when I'm on fire for God, particularly when I'm loving God, particularly when I'm full of His Word, I will be drawn to a certain direction. It's a desire in my heart. And that can be one of the ways God speaks to me. Now, I don't know if you've ever used a compass, but if you put different magnets around it, it can offset the track. And there's, so there's a key to letting, not letting desires overwhelm us and go, oh, I've got a desire for this. That must be God speaking to me, so off I go. Got to be careful with that. Is, the first question is, am I delighting fully in God? And if I, if I am, then that can, the desire that continues to come can be an indication. Now, in the book, Mark Batterson gives four things to check if the desire is a good indication of God's compass direction for your life. The first thing is to check your ego at the door. So if this desire is all about me being famous, then probably a good indication that it's not a desire from God, it's a desire from me, from my flesh. The second thing is if you want it too much, you might want it for the wrong reasons. Mm, trying to prove myself to someone. Maybe. Uh, the third thing is emotion is a great servant, but a terrible master. So if I'm so emotionally wound up about this thing coming to pass, might be an indication that it's not so much God. And so to disconnect. And I often tell us when we're making a big decision in our life, you can't just rely on emotion because emotion will, will actually be quite deceptive. And the fourth thing is, is to give it time. So if I'm all excited about, so if, I, if I'm being in the presence of God and I'm loving Him and I'm experiencing Him and I'm on fire for Him and I feel a pull in a certain direction, well, if I let that go for a while and, and next time I come in, I'm really, I've got that same sense. If the, the, the desire dilutes, it's probably not God's desire. 
But if the desire keeps coming back over a long period of time, it's probably a good indication. The Bible says this, uh, he who desires to be a teacher or a leader in the house of God desires a good thing. That's the desire that God can put in your heart. I know Isaac Sansom's a great example of someone for years who's desired to be a doctor. And that, that inner desire, even when he lays it down and puts God first, it keep, it's kept coming back and God's directed his steps and that desire is part of how God whispers to us. So that's, I'm not going to go too deep into that, but that's a really good one and a great chapter to read. What I want to spend a bit more time about tonight is dreams. Dreams. Joel chapter 2, verse 28, the scripture for our powerhouse conference says this, Then after doing all these things, I will pour out my Spirit, the Holy Spirit, upon all people. This is the age of the church from the day of Pentecost. And your sons and daughters, who's a son and daughter in the house tonight? That's everybody, right? We're all sons and daughters. We'll prophesy. This is God's intention, not just for prophets, but everyone to prophesy. That means to hear the whisper of God and to speak it out to somebody else, to encourage them, to strengthen them, to help them in their, world, in their walk with God. That's, God wants that spirit to be on all of us. He goes on and says, your, uh, your old men, over, those over 51, will dream dreams. And your young men will see visions. Okay, you're old. Now, here's the thing. Confession, I've got both going on. So I'm probably halfway between. Now, this whole language of dreams or visions and dreams, if you like, it's a massive language. There are all sorts of different sub-languages that are part of the language of dreams. I love Dr. Yongi Cho, who built the largest church in the world in South Korea. I visited it based on prayer and seeking God. And he says that visions and dreams are the language of the Holy Spirit. Visions and dreams are the language of the Holy Spirit. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1, he said, I'm going to set myself apart and station myself on the ramparts and I will look to see what God will say to me and what answer I am given to this complaint. He's just been complaining to God. Now he wants God to answer him about his complaint and he says, I will look to see what God will say. I love it. Pastor Phil Pringle says this, that when God speaks, pictures come out of his mouth. That's how God so often speaks. Visions and dreams are the language of the Holy Spirit that everybody in this room can hear God speak to you through visions and dreams. Now, the way I understand it is, is like this, that dreams are when you're asleep and visions are when you're awake. Okay, that's, that's kind of my understanding of it. So when God speaks to you through dreams as opposed to oh, the dream for my life, I would call that a desire. But when God speaks to me when I'm asleep, that's a dream. But when God speaks to me when I'm awake, that's a, a vision or a variation of a vision. In, the, in Acts, uh, the apostle Peter, has a, he goes into a trance and God speaks to him. And so he doesn't fall asleep. He has a, what we call an open-eyed vision. He's, he's awake, but he's, got, he's just uh, caught up in a moment. It's like he's, he's seeing a video play in front of his very eyes. It's a trance. Now, that's a very unusual experience. I don't think I've ever had that. But I find for me personally that, that one of the main ways outside of Scripture that God speaks to me is through visions, small v visions, little pictures, little things, little glimpses. 
And this is how it, how it kind of opens for me. Uh, it works for me. Often I'm seeking God and I'm praying about something or I'm praying for someone. And, and just this, this, you know, it's, it's not, it's sort of to my mind, just I see a little picture. It's just like a, it's a sense. It's not visual. It's not out there. It's in my heart's imagination. And I just have a, and sometimes it's like, it's just like, it's a flash. I could, oh. I remember once I was praying about church on a Sunday morning and praying for someone who was sick and, and I just had a flash a picture and I could see someone lying on the side of the road with an ambulance around them and everybody around them and they're lying there and, and on, on, the, on a footpath and I go, okay, that's God speaking to me through a, a glimpse, a vision. It's like, oh, okay. And then I can see it when I think about it. I can see it. So I come to church and said, there's someone here and that's been, that happened to you. And a lady came up the front and she'd been in a, she'd been walking on the side of a road and a car had come off the road and hit her on the footpath, broken all these um, bones in her neck, broken all this stuff in her body. And it caused her to have massive anxiety, massive fear, fear of crowds, live in constant pain and not be able to live a full life. And her never got her neck fixed or all these other issues, her hips and everything. And as we prayed for her on the, in an instant the power of God hit her healed her neck healed her hips healed her back healed her from anxiety set her free from fear in a moment she got touched now how did it happen it just happened from me having a just now now not every I have is God but when I'm praying and seeking God, and, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that, that those things will happen. I had the same thing once, and it's just weird. I'm, often I'll pray, God, who do you want to touch tonight? Who do you want to uh, meet in this service or in this atmosphere I'm leading in? One time I just saw a quick, like a, a horse kicking someone. I'm like, oh, that's really weird. But I just, so I got up and I said, hey, there's someone here, and th this will mean something to you. I saw a horse kicking you and it got you in the head and there's a young lady who said well that was me and then I had I've had brain trauma from it and and I need healing and the power of God touched her and healed her now God that's a, called a word of knowledge but the word of knowledge comes from a from a picture a picture now for me it helps me to close my eyes and to pray when I want to receive a picture I'm, and I'm praying and usually those pictures come often when I'm praying for somebody else okay and I'll unpack that in a moment. Uh, then to other times, uh, it's not just a picture, it's like a, a, a movie. So it's a, it's a series of pictures or it's a, it's a progressive kind of movie. And, and so uh, even for us, or there might be a series of pictures that mean something. So when we went to buy a miracle house that looked absolutely impossible, uh, we were praying for six months, we were fasting, we were seeking God. And along with a whole stack of scriptures, I had three very specific um, pictures that came to me when we were praying. The first one was us walking down the street that, our, that our, the house we wanted was on with a whole lot of angels. And it's like, here we go. We're going to go and take possession of this. This was about a, a two weeks into praying. It took about six months or more. Then the next one I saw, we were outside the house and on top of the house in like a, a bird's nest or like a war zone nest with sandbags and was, was an enemy throwing grenades down on us. And we were warfaring against these spiritual things for the house. And then a few months later, the final picture I saw as I was praying for us, not every time, but the final picture I got was a removalist van backed up to the house and they were moving out and we were about to move in. 
And so for me, those were just, they were ways that God was whispering encouragement to my heart while I was praying with these little glimpses so that when I would pray, I would draw on all the scriptures and promises he was giving, the scriptures and promises he was giving us, a prophecy that someone had once given us, that's, a, that's God using a person, but these pictures kept bringing encouragement to me because they were from God of what he was saying. So just that, that can kind of work. And this is, this is the language that you learn to recognize over a period of time. One of the, the clearest mental pictures I've had that was a movie was praying in the green building for some land we were trying to buy for our church. And I, it wasn't just a flash. I could see this unpacking of a whole, and I've described it for our church. It's the land and the vision facilities I see for the future. And it was like, oh, there's a whole series of buildings around a courtyard and a quadrangle. And on here, there's this community shine kind of a youth facility and then there's this three-story building for facilities and, and training and then there's this awesome kids facilities and then there's an amazing auditorium and I could see the foyer and even as I was praying I could see it and it's like oh wow I can sense and see something in the spirit that brought faith to my heart that created vision for the future that's God will give you mental Pictures, if you like, movies on the inside for you. That's they, these are things. Now, the way that that will happen to you more often than not, uh, and if you want to really increase seeing those pictures, then I believe one of the great keys is to pray in the Holy Ghost, to pray in tongues. So this is what the Bible says, one Corinthians fourteen, verse three to four. One who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Remember, it said. Sons and daughters, that's all of us, will prophesy so that others are encouraged, strengthened, and comforted. And anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves. That means the one who prophesies edifies the church. So when I speak in tongues, what I'm doing is that doesn't help you. That helps me. When I prophesy, that helps you. I'm going to do that a bit later. That'll help some people in the room. But when I speak in tongues, it helps me. It builds up my spirit. And if you like, I like to think of it like this. My spirit is the satellite dish from which I receive the signals from God. And when I pray in tongues, I'm increasing my ability to tap into the frequency of heaven. I'm lifting my spirit to a higher level to connect with God. So I can, you, the, here's the thing. There's no limitation on any person in this room hearing regularly for God except that we tune in and one of the ways we tune in is shikaramba kiliburaka it's it's a gift from god to build your spirit to hear and if you don't speak in tongues, we're going to have a chance a little bit later to pray for people to get the gift of the Holy Spirit and the language of tongues so that you can build yourself up in the Holy Ghost. And I've heard people say, but oh, the gift of tongues is only for a few people. It's only for select people. Well, the, the, the biggest one, um, apart from a whole lot of other theological reasons, but one of the biggest ones is, well, why would God want you to be able to build yourself up, but not you? And you be able to, and not you. If God wants you to be built up, of course He wants everyone to be able to edify themselves. So the gift of tongues that He gives us is a base level entry into that walk with the Holy Spirit. All right, we're doing all right right now. So this is the pictures that God gives you. I, I remember one of these particularly that we had here one night where we were really praying in tongues strong and we're going after God and building our spirit up. And then, and then we stopped. And I was standing over about there and we stopped. And, and we just said, let's wait on God and see what He wants to say. Remembering that for some people, it'll be a prompting, and we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. For other people, it'll, it'll be uh, a scripture will be quickened back to your mind. The Holy Spirit will remind you of a scripture. 
But for other people, it'll be this picture, this either a, a glimpse or a movie. And I had this little movie moment of me standing like in Roman soldiers' uh, army and, and Jesus coming along on a horse and jumping off the horse and walking through the crowd and goes, bam, I choose you, come and ride with me. And it was moving and I was crying because it was such a powerful image of God's call for my life into a new level and a new dimension of what that meant. It happened, but it happened because we just spent some time building our inner man tuning in to the Spirit of God. So if you want to tune into the Spirit of God, He doesn't have favorites. He's going to talk, I mean, he's going to, talk to so many people tonight. That's, what, that's part of what I want to do. All right, so that's, that's visions, an all variety of visions. There's some great stories in this book about that. Well, what about dreams? While you were sleeping. Come on, that was, was that a movie, While You Were Sleeping? I feel like it was. I can't recommend it because I don't know, so hold on. I used to be a dream atheist or at best, a dream skeptic. I used to believe that most dreams that people had were pizza dreams. Uh, I'm not quite sure why. I had, I've got someone, you know, reasonably close to me, not in this church, who would often weaponize their dreams to use them against me, to tell me what God was saying to me through their dreams. So it created a little bit of an anti-dream vibe for me personally, if I can be this real. And so... About three or four years ago, Teresa stands up here and preaches about dreaming. And she talks and she lays a biblical platform about how, how often dreaming was used in the Bible to speak to people. You know, there's at least 20 specific dreams recorded in the Bible where God speaks to people. God speaking to Jacob about uh, ascending from heaven down. God speaking to uh, Jacob about going back to his father's land. God spoke to, to Joseph, uh, Mary's partner, uh, with an angel. So Mary had an angel actually visit her. Joseph had an angel visit him in his dream. And so the angel visited him his dream and said, you should take her. She's supposed to be your wife. And then he had three dreams. One was a warning that, that the Herod was going to try and kill her, go to, go to uh, Egypt. And then another dream, he's saying, that, that guy's died. Go back to where you came from. And so God, right through the Bible, would speak to people through dreams. And I'm like, okay, okay. I'm, I'm getting out of my atheism. I'm moving to an agnostic right now. Uh, this, could, this could be a thing. And then as she laid it out and laid it out, I'm like, hang on a minute. I'm missing out on a major channel of which God could speak to me and particularly from a cool point of view, bypass my very active brain. Because my brain is so active. I'm always working and thinking and trying to solve things and, and engaging with, with stuff. And, and so uh, learning to hear God is learning to get my spirit stronger and louder than my mind or my emotions. That's been a big journey for me. So to think that God could bypass that while, I was, while I'm asleep and speak to me like, all right, I'm in. I'm a believer. And so I began to uh, do what Teresa said. I began, I opened a note in my, in my journal, uh, in my phone to record down dreams and been on this journey of learning to hear how God speaks. And so I want to just tell you some of the things that God speaks to me because it's been very helpful for me. Uh, that some of the things that God will speak to you is about direction. I've had, I've had God speak quite clearly to me in about three or four dreams about the, t the type of staff and direction for my own business. Super helpful. Uh, uh, he'll, he'll help you understand certain situations. So March last year, COVID's hitting. 
And I don't know what it's going to, is it going to be over in a month? We're not going to be able to travel. What's going to happen? And so I have this dream that me and my son Mitchell are in Shane Baxter's house. It was Shane Baxter who comes and preached to us. He's in Victoria. And I'm in his house. I've unpacked his stuff. I'm staying there. And I go and say hello to him and his wife. And they're not happy. I'm like, hi, Georgie. And she's like, and then I'm like, hey, Shane, how you going? He's like, and we're, and we're sitting with these kids watching the TV and we're having sausages and there's no veggies. It's like, you're not welcome here. That was the kind. And so I said to him, dude, I'm not supp- in the dream, I'm not supposed to be here, am I? And he goes, didn't you read the tea leaves? I'm not sure what that means. Anyway. <laughs> and I wake up from it with this sense, because I was supposed to be speaking last year in Melbourne in August at his men's conference. And I woke up and go, and I wrote down, I don't think I'm going to be able to travel or go to Melbourne. I can just relax. And it was a warning from God about the next six months of travel. And I didn't go to Melbourne. And I was supposed to go this year and it got put off again. But it was just God giving me an understanding of a situation. God, God's dreams can bring love. Uh, they can be, they, God can bring you a warning. And part of it, then you've, because the key to interpreting dreams, and as I've learned about it, it's not just, it's not just the dream, it's praying through and saying, Lord, what are you saying to me out of this dream? Sometimes the warning is so you can pray something so it doesn't happen, as opposed to go and tell everybody about it. That's just, you've got to ask God what's going on. Often it's for encouragement. Very often we have recurring dreams. And this was the thing for me. I've had a recurring dream, I'd say for 25 years. In this recurring dream, I'm flying. And it's so cool. Like, I, I've woken up sometimes and I literally, I'm like, five steps and I can take off. Like, I can feel it. It's so awesome. Like, here we go, here we go. And I'm away. It's amazing. And I'll tell you how, how I got taught and how I've learned to interpret that dream. But then I had another recurring dream, two recurring dreams for 20 years. The other one, I'm sitting in the congregation, usually in T-shirts and tracky pants, and I get called up to preach and I'm not ready nightmare. So one's like fear inducing. No, I'm not prepared. I'm not ready. And one's an awesome exhilarating dream about flying. And as I got to understand, I understood that the flying represented uh, for me uh, moving in the supernatural. That that's part of God's call for my life. But the other part was what represented me not feeling confident about myself and, and that call of God on my life. And so there's been this, this moment of journey of this coming together. And I, I had the, one of the key last dreams I had was when I was actually at a Hillsong conference and I'd been called up to speak and I wasn't ready. And I went into the car park and I remembered I could fly and I started to fly. And then when I went back inside and it went awesome and it was like, that's, the, that's kind of the last time those two dreams, they collided like, okay, it's just, it's very helpful for me. You can see I'm excited by it. So how do you interpret your dreams? One morning, Emma woke up with a start. Her husband, Jim, asked what the matter was. He said, I had a dream last night that you gave me a pearl necklace for Valentine's Day. She said, what could it mean? It was Valentine's Day. He said, you're going to find out tonight. That evening, they went out for dinner. He gave her a small package. Emma was so excited and pulled out a book entitled The Meaning of Dreams. You'll understand tonight. I love that. That's awesome. How do we know? Here's some things. And Danielle talked about them this morning. But what's the key action going on? Because the majority of the dreams that we have are about ourselves. Although other people might be in them, usually they're symbolic of something. Rather than this is a dream about somebody else. Remember, this is how God wants to whisper to you. 
So what's the key action? Are you flying? Are you driving? Are you fighting? What's going on? What's the key emotion? When you wake up, what's the strongest emotion? Nervous, concerned, shocked, surprised, excited. I'm writing a book at the moment and we've been talking about the, the title of the book and Danielle had a dream about the title of the book and she was so excited about it. And just was like, oh, that's awesome. What's the setting of the dream? What's going on in your life at the moment? What are you experiencing? What were you working on during that day? Sometimes, and here's the thing, that your, your dreams will be from one of three sources. They will be sometimes from the devil. And you can have a, and that's a fear-inducing terror dream. And I'd imagine in this room, there'd be a number of people that you have night terrors where the devil is harassing you. And we're going to pray for you in a few moments so that that can stop in Jesus' name. I've, I prayed for someone recently and it had been happening all, all their life. In their, they're over, well, they're in their 40s. And God just set them free and it changed it. And they learned that they could pray against that before going to bed and it's just stopped. So that can stop. Some of the dreams can be just you. So not the devil, they're just you subconsciously processing your day out, defragging, mis, you know, getting, getting rid of thoughts. But often it's God trying to speak to you. So you go, well, what? So you go, well, was I talking about that person? Was I working on that during the day? That might help me understand that was not relevant. What was I thinking about when I was going to sleep? What have, what's God been doing in my life? And then it's highly symbolic. What's, what's this person, this situation represent? So I'll give you an example of one. So I had a dream two weeks ago. And I woke up and I thought, that's a ridiculous dream. I went to skeptic. I'm like, ah, yeah, it was just me processing. And then after a few days, I could still remember it. I'm like, quite clearly. I'm like, okay, maybe this is God. I better go through the steps. And so I went through the steps. And in this dream, I was... Uh, I was in my family home that I grew up on the, on the farm. I go, okay, that's symbolic. That's, what's that? That's to do with my childhood. All right? And then I went out the front, and there's this guy digging, digging this massive hole around the front of the house. Now, the guy was a guy that I talked to Danielle about that day. So that was actually irrelevant. It wasn't about who the guy was. It was just whatever. And so and I went over to him, and, and he goes, oh, here's... Uh, here's what if you, you, got, you either owed me money or I was trying to get something off him. And he goes, oh, here's three pieces of dirt. I'm like, well, that's just a ridiculous dream. So I take it to the Holy Spirit because that's how we interpret dreams. And so I go, what's symbolic here? What's symbolic is that's my childhood. What's the key action? Digging up. I'm like, oh, okay. That's, and I'm starting to get it. The Holy Spirit says, so, so context for me, the last 10 years, God's taken me on an inner world journey of healing from things in my upbringing and understanding how they've shaped me and who I am. In fact, the very first uh, dream I wrote down when I began to write them down was about rejection and about God setting me free from rejection. So this is, that, that's the context of my own journey. So the Holy Spirit says, this is what the dream means. You no longer need to dig up stuff from your childhood because it's of no value. The three things of no value. I'm like, and when I, okay, when I worked that out after a bit of praying, it's like, oh, I feel the God's presence on that. that. It's like, you can leave that phase of healing in your life behind now and move forward into a new season. It's like, awesome dream. I loved it. At first, discounted, but God wants to speak to you. I found one dream, Jake, that you were in. 
representing you. And there was someone in the room who represents to me the Holy Spirit. And Jake, we were in this room and it was a small group. It was a home group situation. And, and you're praying for people. And they were getting delivered. The power of God was on them. They were getting set free. And, and the Holy Ghost was in the room. And it was just like this, man, there's this great touch on you. So when I saw that, and I remember telling you about it, when I saw that this afternoon, I'm like, then I started to pray for you for 30 seconds and I got a picture. Because that's how God so often speaks to me. And the picture was you... What, you know those crazy swing bridges? And you're on one side and you just started to walk across on this crazy swing bridge to the other side. And it was wobbly, a little scary, and a little freaky. But so that was, that was the picture. So then I'm praying. This is how God speaks. Then I'm praying and God says, all right, this is, uh, I want you to tell him that he's on the right track. He's on the right journey. It might feel a little scary, but on the other side, so you're going you're gonna to deal with some things in this next season that are going to get you to another side, a whole different zone. I believe it's to do with the confidence and the call of God on your life. The picture ultimately is you carrying the power of the Holy Spirit and seeing lots of people set free. So hopefully that's an encouragement to you today. That's the picture. So, okay, so once I start, I'm away because once the, the prophetic thing gets going, so I saw Jack over here, year 12 Jack, Lounge Christian College, am I getting it right? Sam, Jack, Sam, see, the prophetic doesn't work for names always, it just works for faces. Sam, sorry, Sam. I saw you, Sam, as soon as I looked at you, I saw a picture of a net, as in like a fishing net. And immediately the Lord said to me, so then the thoughts just become to come to me. There's a gift of evangelism on you. God's going to use you to win people to Christ. You should read all about Jesus going to these fishermen and said, I'm now going to make you fisher of men. You've been a fisher of fish, but I'm going to take that and make you a fisher of men. I see you uh, like not, not just line fishing, but net fishing. I see you bringing three or four friends at a time into the house of God and connecting with God. That's part of the gift that's on you. All right, that's how it works. So I thought, I'm just going to, uh, for that whole vibe, I thought, I, I, I saw uh, Tomo here, who I was chatting to last week. I thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to not make myself see a picture. I'm going to do it live for you, because often that's how it works. But I kept looking at him. I'm like, whoa, whoa, don't, don't. So I just want you to stand up, man, and I'm going to pray for you. And I know you've been coming here for a little while. I know you're moving closer and connecting to God. So these are the things I know. But I, I feel, and so often this is when God wants you to be an encouragement to somebody. He just draws your heart towards a certain person. You don't know why. And then you start to pray for them. Holy Ghost. Okay, so immediately I've got a picture. And, and the picture comes for me sometimes with a prompting and a word. We'll talk about words in another week. But the, the picture, I see a ladder straight away. So that's the first picture I get. So to me, that speaks of God wanting to take you to another level. He wanted spiritually to take you to another level. Then the next picture I get is of the game Snakes and Ladders. I'm not sure if that's still a game these days. Okay. But the whole thing is that when you, you land on a certain square, you either, if you're on a ladder, you go up. Or if you land on a snake, you go down. And I hear God wanting to encourage you that you've, 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 you're putting yourself in a place to go up levels. 
but there are some connections that you've got that will actually pull you down levels. It's like, so it's like, okay, and you have to do an exercise. So now I'm giving you a word of wisdom, okay? We've come from a prophetic thing to a word of wisdom. Sorry, I'm doing like a training session with you in the middle of it. Okay, but, but here's the thing. So this is what I hear God to encourage you with. You, know, you need to almost do an inventory of your friends and say, are they a ladder friend or a snake friend? The latter friends are going to, and so, and so now I'm prophesying to Tomo, but some of you are like, oh, your heart's starting to pound a little bit because God's talking to you about this exact same thing. If you're going to be all that God wants you to be, you have to be very discerning with your friendships. Doesn't mean you ditch people. You just, you spend less time with those who are going to pull you down. When you spend time with them, you minister to them and you spend more time with those who are going to elevate you and take you up. So I see you doing this kind of inventory of people around your world and, and going, I'm going to deliberately spend some time with those guys. And I, even, I see you kind of pushing into some guys. You're like, I'm not even sure they'd want to spend some time with me, but they do because of the potential of God in your life. So just close your eyes. I'm going to pray for you. Father, right now, I thank you for Tomo. I thank you for the presence of God that's just come into his life in a brand new way. Father, I thank you that you're calling him to a higher level and he's making great choices. But I ask Holy Spirit where, where the, there would be ones who want to pull him back, ones who want to drag him down. Father, I pray for discernment for him so that he will connect with young men of God who will take him into his destiny. I pray for latter friends, friends who will take him to a new level in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. So then I'm going to ask, while I'm doing that, some of you are like, oh, that, I felt God was speaking, while you were talking to him, you was, he was speaking to me about the snakes and ladder friends. If that's you, stand up. Just stand up. You're like, yeah, I was getting that as well, same time. Just stand up. Come on. There's more people. You can, you can feel it in your heart. God's speaking to you. Awesome. Awesome. Come on, there's, there's, there's a couple more, and you're like, I don't want to hear that. This is one of those, I don't want to hear things. I want to hear the good things, because it's going to mean some adjustments in friendships. There's two more people. That, that, that's God speaking to you about making some friendship changes. Stand up if that's you. I, I you're now eating into my time. Let's go. Here we go. Excellent. All right. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for discernment discernment to make the changes that need to be made in a loving way, in a powerful way, but in a strategic way for godly connections for the future in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord some hand. Let's stand to our feet. And I want to pray for people right now who have at least one night terror, one nightmare that's, that's that, you know, kind of, some of you it might be as bad as you just, you woke, you woke up frozen, you woke up uh, screaming or trying to scream, but you can't scream. That, that's like a night terror. You might feel like you're being abducted, uh, all sorts of different stuff, but it's, it's been consistent for a while and you want to get free of that. I want you to come down the front right now. Shukare kiri bambra, shurabori diriada, shurabari bidi bambra. Come on down the front. Holy Ghost, because we're going to turn your dreams upside down to get the God dreams flowing, not the other dreams. The other dreams is the source of the devil. So I want our ministry team to come and just stand behind people right now. There's some more people and you're like, oh, what's going to happen? I'll tell you what's going to happen. You're going to get free tonight. Uh, things are going to change. God doesn't want you to have these dreams that are that are what we would call demonic. They're coming from the spirit that's trying to uh, rob you. So right now, come on. Church, let's pray in the spirit together right now. Come 
Ramara, Shurabore, Baramara, Buramare, Beribata. Holy Spirit, you just close your eyes on the front and just relax and let God. All right, team, just begin to pray for these guys right now. We take authority over the spirit of fear, the spirit of torment in the name of Jesus, and we break your assignment over these lives now.